0: Hello, this is Suzanne King and today is June 1st. Welcome once again to the Global Spink Podcast. This is where I'm documenting the start, development, and operations of Spin the Treasure Hunt Game, the app that's currently being built. The steps taken to submit for and hopefully achieve 501 status as a private operating foundation. Here's where I tell you about things I get right on the first try and those that I had to keep trying to fix or get right. Starting a regular business, an LLC or a C corporation, I've done in the past. They were easier, more straightforward, and less expensive in terms of formation complexity and cost. This one's a bit more involved. I'm working my, through, my, working my way through figuring some things out as I go. My hope is that anyone listening to this might skip some of the mistakes I've made, Maybe it will save you time, or money, or both. No need for us to both experience the same challenges if I can tell you where not to step in it. Since last week, still no 8,000 pins. I'm starting to wonder if my vendor is having a shipment problem from their overseas operations. If so, this is the second time with an issue. But I've also had uh, a vendor with overseas operations that have had things run smoothly. So it may not be necessarily uh, the overseas aspect, or it may be the geographic location involved. Uh, It might be just the particular situation that we're facing. This week I'll be calling the restaurants in Las Vegas participating in Las Vegas Restaurant Week. It's actually longer than one week, but I'm going to reach out to those restaurants and um, they'll have their first crack at spin, the treasure hunt game. I'll need to print out barcodes on labels and affix them to the back of logo cards. I'll give restaurants two cards, one for their uh, display so patrons will know that they're participating in spin treasure hunt, and another for their checkout area or their register operations. A friend of mine told me that restaurants operate with net 30 terms. This means they pay bills every 30 days or 30 days after you supply them product. Cash flow is affected by payment terms. For example, if I use my cash to pay for spin and then place that spin in a restaurant, say 100 of them, then I wait for 30 days to get repaid. That 30-day period can also be called a monthly turn. I turn my cash into product and when it sells it turns into revenue also called sales gross revenue or gross sales when i subtract how much spin cost to be made packaged labeled etc that number is called gross profit if you hear someone ask what a gross profit margin in margin is that's gross profit divided by gross revenue or the percent of profit that you cleared from the cost of goods sold that. I mention this because not everybody has the same background or exposure to these concepts or vocabulary, but if you want to be in business, run a business or start a business, you need to know this stuff. So again, gross revenue minus cost of goods sold equals gross profit. And your gross profit margin is your gross profit divided by your gross revenue. Since last week I've written Mary Mary baby corporations bylaws. I've held a board meeting for which I needed to make an agenda and take notes against that agenda and those are called minutes the board minutes. I reached out to some proposed board members new board members to join the board of directors And received one favorable reply. So I reached out to a number of folks and one agreed. Not everyone is willing or able to volunteer at a board level and it sounds super fancy or scary or complicated but it's really like being the rule monitor in third grade class and the rules are the bylaws of the corporation. During the board meeting the bylaws and the new director were approved and the next board meeting will be in three months. So I'm going to have four per year, and they're all going to be virtual. I've also received a bunch of candidate resumes for the EA to the Founder posting I've listed on LinkedIn. EA stands for Executive Assistant. There were a number of people who I would love to be involved with Mary Mary Baby Corporation and various positions. But one candidate is local to me here in Las Vegas and has a good mix of skills and exposures that I can see being immediately assisting, which is what I need. After a 30-minute telephone interview, I emailed her the bylaws to review, and I hope that she comes on board. One of the things that I particularly liked about that candidate is she has some bilingual capabilities and she's also been involved in philanthropy previously, and that's really important to me. So after receiving an email containing a list of accounting services offered by a firm, I replied with prepared and organized information, which my thinking is will reduce costs. CPA firms charge fees based on the use of their time, and so the more that I can do myself, my thinking is, the less of their time and service I'll need. So what I prepared, uh, in addition to a business plan, was a three-year financial uh, projection, including the budget. And I'm hopeful to save money this way, and I don't mind doing the work myself. Every bit that I can do makes me a stronger, more capable business person. But I found it interesting that the company responded back, saying that they would not lower their fees. So I'm wondering if that's gonna be worth it for me to engage a firm that listed say four different things that they were gonna do for me for a given price. And then if I did three of those four things, I'm wondering why I should pay that full price. I feel like there should be a discounting of the services since I did a lot of the work myself. So thinking about that, this is the fourth accounting firm accounting service company that I've tried to reach out to or consider working with. And I'm now at the point where perhaps I just might interact directly with uh, the internal revenue service to get the documentation put in place because as a startup organization, you're really managing your cash flow. So I wanted to talk about imitations. And I wanted to mention the notion of imitations. Yes, imitation is a form of flattery. Like if you like my nail color or hairstyle or you think my shoes are cool or flattering, that's awesome. Knock yourself out. But when a company purposefully copies someone else's design or concept or intellectual property and then tries to portray themselves or their stuff as the original, I think that's shady. It's especially bad if there are companies out there making soft enamel lapel pins and calling themselves part of the spin treasure hunt when they aren't because they're not donating the 88% of their profit to the charities, and maybe they haven't looked up the list of charities, um, or maybe they say they're donating to charity, but it's actually an affiliated organization or something like that as opposed to these small charities that really work so hard to get the word out and uh, serve their communities. So the point of SPIN and the treasure hunt is to donate 88% of profit to charity and create social change. That's the whole point of this. We've all seen too much bad stuff. The grifting, the scamming, junk. That's what my grandma used to call it, junk. So only look for the SPIN logo. The SPIN logo... Looks like two capital M's with a pin in the middle. And it's been stylized to look like a crown because my last name is King. Look for the logo before you spend the $12 per pin, per spin. Anyone playing spin will have that logo. And just say no to the shady stuff. Thanks so much for listening to the Global Spink Podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.